rata inmunda, animal rastrero, escoria de la vida, adefesio mal hecho. Infrahumano, espectro del infierno, maldita sabandija. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Soyla Perez. And I'm Vera Valletti Flores. And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of alternative and mainstream jams by Latinx artists. And this episode's theme is divas. That's right, y'all. Today, we're bringing you the divas of the divas. Yes. The most badass mujeres. An amazing lineup, I have to say. Yeah, it's varied. It's shocking. Yeah. It's incredible. Mostly Caribbean, but that's how we roll. <laughs> but... But not to start. Not to start. So uh, what we're listening to right now is La Unica, like yeah. the masterpiece yeah. Rata de Dos Patas by Paquita del Barrio. Amazing. Just... Fuck yes, y'all. How I can know. you not I love know. this song? Anyone who's like singing sweetly about how you're the scourge of the earth <laughs> <laughs> just gets so much credit in my book. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love this song. Whoever crossed her. So Paquita is a queen of, like a ranchera queen, yes. and this song is probably my favorite yeah. of hers, and just like her insults are so creative and just deeply excoriating, yeah. you know, she's just like right. reading you for fucking filth. And we talked about this Please, on the Shade episode. No stoned unturned. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about Paquita for the Shade episode. Because of this song. Because of this song. Yeah. But, um, I mean, like, te odio y te desprecio. <laughs> like, just Let's in case. be clear. You thought you had it twisted. No. <laughs> and you're the scourge of the earth. You're like a rat. Yeah. So a two-footed rat. This is one uh, of many songs about trash-ass men who have wronged her. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and so... The tea is apparently that with her first husband, Ooh. when she was pregnant, Uh-oh. she found out that he had this whole other fucking family oh. in another town. Fucking Terrible. trash. Terrible. Trash, which I wish I could say was uncommon. No. But. Sadly. Sadly, it's not. But so she like is, you know, I think that this is like the root of the mm. of like the misandry that she comes yeah. in. And she married again, but uh, but like I think almost if went. I, I think she was with the person until okay. he died. Okay, but so Paquita's still with us, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still like her catchphrase is "Me estás oyendo inútil." Like, 
<laughs> so such gold. Oh man, so good. And then like when we need to talk about her outfits. Yeah. So her that dress. outfits in like the dresses that she performs is like full lentejuelas. Yes. You know, like the thing that like your old tia wears to the or, wedding. Like, young <laughs> abuela will wear to the uh-huh. wedding. Yeah. All the sequins and yeah, so many sequins, beaded, and beaded long sleeves, and you know really there's fancy. a matching clutch. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe, like, you got, like, the shoes dyed at the palest uh-huh. to match. <laughs> and the hair is, like, in a full-on, like, stiff-ass updo. She's just, like, abuela cunt, you know? Mm. Like, she's got, like, she's got it all going on. And I fucking appreciate her. Mm. Just, like, the creativeness of these insults. Mm-hmm can't mm-hmm. be messed with it mm-hmm. so if, in my eyes she's a diva yeah. i would love to see her live i would love mm. to see her live you think she's still touring i don't know we should look that up we should look that up have any of y'all seen paquita live i bet she's i know fire. somebody tell us <laughs> i bet she's fire so she has this devoting devoted following from mostly women mm, because shocker. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously, I know, right? But we just, uh, I we just love Paquita and Radio Manan. I feel like we just like are rectifying a long-standing wrong by uh, not have having her on before this. Mm-hmm. So we had to bring her for our divas episode. She's just so excellent. Yes. So what do you, how do you define a diva? We talked about this a lot for this episode. So for me, I feel like my concept of diva is really colored by like VH1 divas. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. Because I was like, you know, like that was on TV when I was growing up, you know? So I feel like it's like a female performer that's just larger than life. Right. Like that's like got like you know like the outfits and like the hair and like the femininity but also the badassness and also the voice the voice you know like all of those things like you just like there has to be like a certain fierceness and badassery I think in the term diva and also I mean there's also this like negative connotation to diva like a, a particularly like high maintenance like but like feminized mm-hmm. negative right yeah. um but i feel like if you can pull that shit off you know like that's just yeah. like misogyny reparations mm. get it nice <laughs> yeah i feel like i struggled a little bit with like defining how whether some of the people i wanted to bring were like larger than life or right right just decided to to work it out and actually i was inspired by spotify has a playlist called las divas mm-hmm. But they basically they seemed interpreted as just like women, Latina women singers. Right, right. Which, which we tried like, to go a little farther than yeah. that. Like they had some people on there that are just like chill as fuck. And I'm like, You're Yeah, not a like diva. Julieta Venegas. Yeah. Love I'm like, her. she's great, but not a diva. Not a diva. No, no. Well, our next, the, my first person that I'm bringing, I think is definitely a diva because definitely. of her reputation. <laughs> and we've actually not brought her yet, which is a little surprising. <laughs> but. Loki, neither of us really like her singing voice. <laughs> so she doesn't really fit that definition of a diva, but she does fit the definition of like larger than life and like just like a, a badass like businesswoman getting her life in lots of different arenas. So this song is by JLo mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's called <laughs> I Love You, <Ya>, Papi. <laughs> 
I put it down for a brother like you Give it to you right in the car, that's you We can first give you some of this, that's you And you're all out loving that J-Love true Hold up, I can get you fun out Pull your trigger, go and get your gun up on my time, my head up top Put a pen in it, now I'm ready, let it rock Keep it number one, that's easy mathematics Keep it number one, baby, ain't no static Got the hourglass for you, baby, look at these legs No brakes, go green, no red If you wanna kill the body, gotta start with the head Put it on you, I'ma need about four, five beds Cause I love my puppy I didn't see it, but I see it now Think I love you, and I need you now Ain't had nothing I love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. I love you, puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. Yeah, that's my puppy. I love you, love you, love you, puppy. Down for a brother like you. Give it to you right in the car, that's you. We could first give you some of this, that's you. And you're all out loving that J Love true. All day, 24 hours. Feeling like I'm woman when it's crowded. If you wanna hear your name, I shout it. Boy, you the shit. Go and take a power shower And I'm feeling like it's me and you, I don't doubt it You can drive it how you want, I ain't trying to count my life I'm loving me some you Oh my god, Yeah, J-Lo. this one J-Lo and this song Okay, so real talk, the reason that I love this song Is because I want to talk about I want to talk about something with you, Beto Okay, number one, how do you pronounce the last word in the name of this song? Poppy Poppy, with a long A, right? Yeah I feel like there's a little bit of a, uh, like, um, geographic divide Like, Caribbean versus not Caribbean Where people say, like, it almost sounds a little bit like Puppy, like it has like a like oh. almost a low. I don't know. I've experienced that a few times, and oh, I've been very like strange. But yeah, for me, it's like poppy. Yeah, I poppy. Poppy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no you're question. also Caribbean, so yeah. we can't really. Um, we gotta ask somebody. Maybe one of our yeah. guests in the future will ask them how to say that word. <laughs> Let us know, listeners. But the other thing I think a lot about this word because. It's like very common term of endearment for like your partner, mm-hmm. like Bobby and mommy, and it does not. I feel like in English, like daddy has a whole different connotation. Yeah, it feels different. Daddy's totally. like almost like a a power dynamic thing. Yeah, it's, and it's like also very specific very to kink sexual. communities, right? Daddy feels very sexual. Right, like Bobby, like doesn't have I to. I would be. call like a small boy, right? Bobby, like Bobby, right? You know, like right, and it can be employed like yeah. sexually romantically, but it doesn't Absolutely, have to be. Absolutely, but it doesn't have to be. And I feel like that's very unique to like Latino. At yeah. least I, there might be other cultures who do it too, but I feel like it's not American at all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would. I think puppy is like a lot more. Like it can be sexual, but it's not as inherently sexual as like daddy yeah, feels to me. Right, and daddy has like a whole power dynamic. Yeah, under. yeah. I mean, it's a term of endearment. Really. Yeah, and but people often call their partner and their lover like puppy and mom. Like, yeah. it's very common. Even if they don't have kids, like it's not about being a yeah. father. So no. I just, just something I've noticed that I feel like is very specific mm-hmm. to like Latino culture. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal with Jennifer Lopez. She just can't really sing. No, she, she can't. can't really sing. She's dancing a dancer. is really her craft. She, that's what she came up in. Yeah. That's what she's really good at. But she's beautiful and I mean she's make that been get that really paper. Successful. Get that paper so, if singing is like where yeah. you get your money and it's working out for you like why not? So it turns you're out You're not good at it. Nobody thinks you're good at it. You don't have to sing to be a pop singer. No. No. So like the song, I think it's a good song. She does it well. Like they just write songs that are for her like limited <laughs> ass vocal range. Right, right. I mean, and like French Montana is like totally a douche, but yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I know. What I love about this song 
and what I think is hilarious is the video. Mm, have you seen the video I to haven't. this song? I should watch so it. So the video to this song, she's like sort of like it starts out where she's like with her homegirls trying to figure out what like the treatment for her next video is. And then they decide all together, all of her and her girls decide that they should do like a reversal on oh, the I like seen it. on like the like you know women as sexual boat? objects aren't they on a boat no part of it is on a boat yeah. but just like doing like instead of women as sexual objects you're gonna have like all these like dudes as um, you know objects. sort of sexual objects and eye candy right. which I think is like hilarious but also the part that really gets me is that she references her own fucking outfit like her own <laughs> like she referenced you know like the green dress that she wore to those like video right. awards or grammys yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. she wore it to like that like iconic dress yeah. she sort of references it in another outfit so she like references her Herself. own pop iconic pop culture moment which is like if that's like a madonna moment yeah if that's not a diva moment i don't even fucking know what is is. she's definitely a diva (laughs) she's definitely a diva um and i think i've talked about this song before but like one of my favorite songs is actually no Miss," which is the her and mark anthony duo yeah yeah who can actually sing yeah so it totally highlights how limited her singing is because he really keeps his range like low to try to match her and (laughs) But it's really good for karaoke, yeah, she by does the not way. Have the range. <laughs> I have to shout out my friend Adiel, who had a karaoke birthday party, and it was her first time ever doing karaoke. And that was the first song she ever did. And she did it with me, and she had no idea what she was getting into. That's and she amazing. totally owned it. And it, because it's a hella dramatic <laughs> duet, but it's good because it's kind of slow, so it's easy right, to sing. I right. like, have a lot to say about karaoke in Spanish. But anyway, so thanks, Adiel, for. Coming yeah, along that's that incredible. I feel like, you know, if I'm going to try karaoke, I might do J-Lo because yeah. sort of what I can work with yeah. there. Yeah. I've learned a lot about how hard it is to rap in Spanish. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to rap in any language, but especially Absolutely. in Spanish for me. So like certain reggaeton hits are really hard. Despacito is pretty easy. All right. I mean, if Justin right. Bieber can do it. Yeah. I mean, here are the karaoke it. tips from right. Paris. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Um, I really like Prince Royce. Darte un beso. All it's right. It's pretty easy to do. And, oh, also always bring in the melody. Like, don't do the karaoke where they make you take the melody out because that is too fucking hard. (laughs) (laughs) So choose your your venue widely. But, okay, last thing about J-Lo, who, if you are one person on the planet, doesn't know who the fuck she is. Um, She's Puerto Rican from the Bronx, Jenny from the Block. Hello. Her Spanish is questionable, but that doesn't mean she's not Latina. Um, But this woman does not age. Yeah. And she has, it doesn't look like she's had work done. It's not like one of these actresses that's like trying not to age by cosmetic surgery. Well, I mean, I think that nowadays there's a lot of interventions that are a lot more low key. Yeah. Like you can get like little injections and facials and peels and all sorts of things. Maybe. When it's your job to look good, like it's your job, you you know? I mean, like. One thing though that I heard because don't you best believe I've been googling yeah. JLo's skincare regime. Oh good. And apparently she never drinks alcohol wow. and no matter what gets 9 hours of sleep. Like no matter what. That's a diva move. Yeah, that's great. If I had all of the money in the world, that I would make that happen for myself. Wow. No matter what 9 hours of sleep, you look great. That's how to be successful, ma'am. Yeah. When I was underemployed, I was like, look at my dunder eye circles. You I don't know. actually stay. I sleep a lot. I do sleep a lot. That's actually one of the beauties of my self-employment life is that I sleep a lot. Yeah. And I don't have children. And Yeah, yeah. I fucking... Sleeping is like, you know, time is like the most amazing thing to have. And so, you know, you I feel like of, of any... Of any uh, 
of anything that JLo does that I think that I could work on is sleeping that beauty sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we can't all be gifted with that body. So (laughs) (laughs) we got to do what we can. Also, I remember hearing that her ass is insured for like a million dollars or something. Oh yeah. I remember that. Which I'm like, when is your ass going to get hurt, but not the rest of (laughs) you? I don't even want to think about that. I know. Like also, how can your ass Wait. get hurt? Like, how can your ass chopped off or something? Know. I don't know. And have you been following who she's dating right now? Oh, my God. She's dating Alex Rodriguez, right? The oh, baseball the player. baseball player. Yeah. She's gone all over the place with her booze. Get it. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. And she's got twins. I'm like, all right. So yeah. I can respect her. But yeah, her music is not at the top of my list. But no. uh, but she's a diva. So here she is. Here she is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think the next diva. Oh, the next. No one's surprised is, by this pick. The diva is diva. <laughs> this is Beto. All of the divas. Beto is this person's fan bay, as we like to say. <laughs> <laughs> My love. If you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you will know that I love her so much. This is Mariah Carey, and this song is called "We Belong Together." love mariah i love this is one of my favorite songs by her it's so good um and i think it's hilarious that we chose to put j-lo and mariah right next to each other considering their amazing tell me about it i don't portions i don't know anything about it i don't read us yes us magazine I don't either, but this is just like the, uh, like, this is a, I mean, so this beef is legendary because, so apparently when J-Lo first came onto the scene as like a singer, right, she'd been around like dancing and doing her thing, but uh, she came onto the scene as a singer and Mariah felt really threatened by it and thought she was being replaced, which is so ridiculous like yeah. considering that like singing capabilities yes it's like comparing she's like there like, can only be one brown woman with a nice ass is I but like it's a really sad instance of this sort of like competition versus collaboration mentality but it's it was the initial use of Mariah Carey's le- it's the first time she deployed her legendary shady 
answer of I don't know her. Wow. <laughs> she really knowledge. pretended to say I don't yeah. know Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, she was like, what do you think? I mean, it was like when Jayla was like first coming out and stuff, know, but like but obviously she was like, she's like, I don't know who she is. <laughs> and like. Unimportant. Un- it's like, I don't know who she is. I don't know who that is. And like years later, like maybe like like a at least a decade, maybe plus later, like they recently asked Mariah again, like about Jennifer Lopez, and she she was like, I still don't know who she is. And I was like, <laughs> okay, now you just seem dumb. You just seem dumb. She's just being like a shady, shady Mariah, which like you know it's unnecessary, but is also so lulls, and I well, love her. It's lonely on top, right? <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't have good people around her. So for people who don't know, why is she on a Latinx music podcast? So this is part of my journey to like claim Mariah as Latina because everybody um, I think knows that Mariah is biracial and people are like, yeah, she's black and she's white. And that's true. But her dad is african-american and afro-venezuelan so her um you know like her grandfather her grandparents on her dad's side are like nunez you know and so yeah so i think that it's important to like acknowledge acknowledge that that, right and she's like like an afro-latina icon right Right. like i'm not gonna let go of that afro-venezolana at that so i'm committed (laughs) claiming her yeah and i fucking love mariah so much um and this song in particular is hilarious because it's called we belong together and there's this um immigrant women's rights coalition led by the national domestic oh, workers right. alliance called, called, we, called belong. we belong together named after and mariah carey no <laughs> not named after mariah carey i assume but like just like in the course of my work, whenever I've like you know like tried to like find some of their materials yeah. or like whatever, I Google them and I never remember. I'm always like, oh, we belong together. And then obviously I just get pages and pages of Mariah Carey hits. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, obviously, Wait, like I need them. to like yeah, we Google, belong together. Like, immigration or coalition right. or right. domestic workers alliance or something, you know, right. to like get the right thing. But like anyway, every time I'm trying to look for we belong together, the coalition i always end up listening to this (laughs) which you're not mad about which i'm not mad about i think this you bringing her highlights something that you actually like said our little tagline a little bit differently today because you're trying to emphasize that like we bring music by latino people right that isn't necessarily latino music quote unquote right so i think that it's interesting because for me like latinx music is just any music that any Latinx person makes, right? right? Like, if you're Latino and you're making that music, then that's... Latino music. Our music, right? But I think that, like... The music that we're going to cover. Yeah, I think that, no. at least for us, but I think that if you've been listening to this podcast, obviously you know that, that we bring, like, a very, very yeah. sort of, like, set of music. Yeah. And a lot of that does include, like, beats and rhythms right. and, um, you know, musical elements that are... Uh, culturally tied to um right. to Latin America, Latin America but right. not necessarily yeah. so um yeah I just Mariah is one of those people that for me is just like the diva and mm. specifically lately I feel like she's completely run out of fucks to give and <laughs> have you seen this video Does of her like she has twins she uh, have you seen Did this she video I think so wow have you seen the video of her just like 
doing the bare minimum, just like dancing, like just hardly dancing, and then like being picked up by her dancers. Oh, I did see that. And like video. just like craning and struggling to keep her neck. Oh no! <laughs> it's just like I was like, she's you know tired. What? If you can get paid to do that, like I just she's just tired. Get it? They just, just get they it. They just bring her out on a throne. Yeah, she's not trying to stand. Right. Yeah, I saw my. Uh, I have some friends who went to Vegas to see her, and she's like you know what she's just sitting on her throne and she gets moved around on her chair and that's what she's doing right now i'm just like yeah get it yeah like you're gonna wear your tall ass shoes but you're gonna sit down yeah here for it all right (laughs) amazing all right what do you got for us all right so a little transition to a different generation so this is a song by a cuban um diva I'm calling her diva, named Olga Guillo, and this is Lágrimas Negras. that I discovered recently when my mommy was visiting not that recently a couple months ago and she kind of like we went down a whole boleto hole that was pretty amazing um amazing. of a lot of like 1950s 60s how fortunate of you singing, to have a women. mommy that I know into this with she's great she's great so yeah Olga Guillo was a was a really popular bolerista um, throughout her entire career, it spanned a, quite a few decades. She left Cuba post-revolution. She actually spent some time in Venezuela. Okay. I learned when I was researching her, but ended up in Miami Beach and was actually like besties with Celia Cruz. Oh, cute. Who obviously is like the Cuban, I think, diva. Right. But we featured her a lot on this show, so we didn't want to bring her again. Um, but I just, you know, I don't know that much about Olga's personality, but I just feel like her presence and the role that she played in... In that era, being, like, such a popular woman singer, I feel like you have to be kind of a badass. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You, I mean, I think that she was really significant in her time. Totally. So this song was, um, this actually is a really famous Cuban song that lots of people have covered, including Mm -hmm. Celia and other folks. It was um, composed in 1929 by Miguel Matamoros. And I'm not actually sure when she released this version, but it's one of her more popular songs. Very um, cool. Yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, it's it's a feeling song, as Boleros songs I like are. Boleros, though. Yeah? I mean, they're not, like... I, You're I okay with old school feelings? Put, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't, like, usually, like, put on a Bolero, like, just to, like, listen to right. it. 
But it's really nice. It's really nice music. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like when you get singers like her that can like just do it with so much sentimiento yeah. that you can really feel that. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's really acting. Mm-hmm. It's like singing and acting. It's it's a whole nother level of really embodying the emotions that are yeah. in the songs that you're singing yeah. and stuff like that. So um, so she passed away in 2010. And I read that, you know, it was really hard for her when Celia passed, when she died mm-hmm. of cancer a few years before because they were so close. And I'm just like, I want to be a fly on that wall with those two viejas, like hanging yes. out. Like, that would have been amazing just to listen to them talk to each other and like all the things that they must have experienced in their lives. So I know. I can only imagine. Like, proximity to divas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love just like knowing that like, like unlike Mariah and uh, JLo, maybe like these women were in the same arena, right? But they right. were friends, not competitors. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's a generational thing. If it's like less time in the U.S. makes you less, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but um, I love knowing that about Celia. I feel like she just has such a good reputation of being yeah. like an amazing performer, but also like a lovely person. Yeah, you know? and I so. think that Celia like always took the time to um, help out like other female singers, singers of her generation when they reached out. Right. So Right. That's the cool. lesson for you, Mariah. Yeah. Yeah. Mariah <laughs> stands to learn. This, it's a growth edge. I know. For Mimi. Yeah. It's a growing <laughs> edge. I don't think she's ever going to get there, but. <laughs> Pobrecita. Oh my God. Um, well, you have another Cuban famosa diva. I do. I do. So this is another person that I really, really love. I think that she also really captures the um, this uh, essence of a diva. Her name is La Lupe, and this is a very special song to me. It's called Alma Llanera. Why this song of all the amazing songs of hers? Oh, well, I mean, she's got so many amazing songs. And um, I brought this song specifically because this song is super, super special to me. It's a Venezuelan folk song. Yeah. And it's very, very famous and has been interpreted by so many, uh, so many different singers. Right. Um, across Latin America and also Spain, like Julio Iglesias has done it, like Pedro Infante has done it, you right. know, like all of these like really important singers have done Alma Llanera, but she's one of the few women who mm. have taken it on. Um, and this song, actually, I have um, one of its lyrics tattooed on my body, which is like kind of a big deal. Oh, I didn't realize um, that. Yeah, it's from Alma Llanera. I didn't this know is what that. this is. So I have um, on my arm, I have um, Hermanas de la Espuma, which is sort of a riff on a lyric from this song. And 
uh, my little sister has it also. Mm. My third sister thought it was corny and refused to get it, oh. which I'm calling you out right now. That's so mean. Wait, how does your how does your mom <laughs> feel about your tattoos? Oh, uh, she doesn't love them, but you know they're forever. So what's she gonna do? Yeah, does she have tattooed eyebrows? She does have tattooed eyebrows. She believes that is different. Uh huh. Um, I'm sorry, mommy, but I have to throw your spot. <laughs> Ditto. She has tattooed eyebrows, Whatever. but is like very anti-tattoo, and I'm like. Yeah, you have a face tattoo. There's an amazing I'm meme sorry. out there that like references this exact thing about like Latina moms with makeup tattoos who are yeah, anti-tattoo. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to like yeah. work out that uh, <laughs> mental discord for you. It's but, oh. been a deterrent for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's why I have that I picked this song. But La Lupe I picked because I think she's just so powerful, so mm. legendary. I love her energy. Um so if you don't know who La Lupe is, she's a Cubana, and she um, actually, interestingly, started out and sort of started out in Cuba when she won a radio contest where people had to come in and imitate one of their favorite artists, and she like. came in and imitated Olga Guillot. That's amazing. Which <laughs> it, who was we just brought. Yeah. So um, it. it's just a, a, you know, really talks speaks to how uh, famous and influ influential Olga was in her mm -hmm. time. Um, and so then after she did that, she worked at some clubs in La Habana and um, she worked particularly in a club that had a lot of, you know, quote unquote, distinguished foreigners. Mm. So she developed this following from like all these like writerly types that mm. spent time in Cuba, like Ernest Hemingway, Hemingway. and like <laughs> Tennessee Williams and even like wow. Simone de Beauvoir and stuff. So she had this like sort of dedicated following in Cuba and then left um, Cuba in 62 and really blew up when she was in New York doing Latin soul, mm. which is what she became famous for. And uh, and she was, you know, like worked with Tito Puente, was part of the Fania family for a while. And um, I don't think she ever really got the... Um, home rec name recognition no, that Celia got yeah. and I'm there's probably a lot of reasons and theories as to why that is but I have to believe that the fact that she was so openly sexual and right. so like frenetic in her performance right. and so like just like wild and free really influenced yeah. um her ability to be perceived as like a acceptable right. woman at the time, right? Like yeah. her normative femininity. Right. She didn't have like this normative right. delicate femininity. More like acceptable. That was acceptable. I asked my mom this question because, you know, I grew up knowing who Celia Cruz was and like La Lupe is a newer yeah, yeah. for me. And she said that she felt like it had a lot to do with her drug and alcohol problems. Yeah. I and mean, how that impacted her career. And, yeah. you know, that's going to impact your marketing and also how palatable you are. Yeah. If you're like drunk on stage, like some people are going to be into that and some people aren't. Yeah. But. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, she, um, you know, she ended up pretty rough. So yeah. I think that once like uh, salsa really exploded on the scene, mm -hmm. she sort of like, she didn't do salsa. So she sort of like fell off right. the and scene. Celia did. And right. Celia did, right? Yeah. So like she, Celia came to New York. She really right. like blew up. Um, and sort of her genres and expertise in singing like wasn't as popular um, at the time. So, and then I think that once she was let go from Fania, it was sort of downhill from there. Mm. I think a lot of her, um, like her substance use that had been sort of, you know, on the surface for a while really went downhill. She like, and she ended up pretty rough, you know, like had like a really intense back injury, had a period of homelessness, 
um, and sadly didn't really um, end up with the sort of name recognition that I really feel that she deserves. But she, I think, is one of my all-time favorite performers. Her mm. energy is, you know, you can just feel it on mm. the other side like on, of, of like your speakers. It's so mm. incredible. And you can tell she just put her whole body and self into her music. Right. And um, that's why I also really like this version of Alma Llanera because it's such <laughs> a like a, it's like a folk and sort of like a, I don't know, this revered song, but she just put in this raw energy mm. into it that feels really different to yeah. me. Uh, so I really like this version. And she died pretty young, right? She did. She yeah. was pretty young when she yeah. died. Sad. I mean, yeah. that goes back to J-Lo being like abstaining from alcohol, right? Like there's benefits to that that have nothing to do with your looks too. Right, and just like right. how many musicians end up wrapped up in drugs and alcohol. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, like, it's hard to be in nightlife, right? right. And not be, yeah, um, not, like, get caught up in substances, right? I know lots of people who do it and are, you know, do fine. But it's just, like, when it's everywhere around you, whether you're, like, in the service industry or you're, you know, like, you know, a party promoter, a DJ or a singer or a performer, it's just everywhere and it's around you and yeah. it's accepted. And then by the right. time that it's, like, really intense and, too much it's usually like really difficult Hard. to dig yourself out of right. so um so that's you know unfortunately what happened with Lupe but I will always remember her as, as such an energetic mm. and talented performer pour one out for La Lupe yeah <laughs> well thank you for bringing her um so my next and last song for this episode is by a one of the earliest, one of the first women in bachata, which I actually just discovered her pretty recently, so I'm excited that I came across her. Her name is Melida Rodriguez, and the song is called La Sufrida. So great. It's so good, right? So yeah. according according to some research I did, she was the first woman to record bachata sometime in I think the late sixties. Wow. Sometime in the sixties. Um, and so she was part of a very early wave of bachata, a very different sound than what I listen to today, but definitely part of the history mm -hmm, of it. And mm -hmm. what made this song so popular and unique is that it's one of the only bachata bachata songs singing from the woman's perspective. Wow. And it's kind of an amazing the narrative of it is kind of amazing because basically she's like, I'm a good girl. I've always been good, but everybody's like deceived me. So I'm done being good. Like I'm going to be bad. Basically. Yes. She's like, yo soy mala y seguiré siendo mala because she's like, what's the point of being good if other people are fucking me over? That's how I feel <laughs> when I'm driving in New York. Uh, oh gosh. <laughs> I don't know. As a risk averse person, I feel like that might not be the approach. No, I know. It's just like, it makes me be like, fuck everything. Everybody who does everything wrong gets to their destination. <laughs> 
fast. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Mm. But they don't get that much faster. But yeah. Um, So, I mean, think about being in that era and being a woman in a male dominated industry of bachata and music in general. I can only imagine. And then singing about this, just being like, fuck it, I'm going to be bad because all these these assholes are screwing me over. What a bad. It kind of reminds me of Paquita a little bit. Uh, also, Pora sees all these women getting fucked over, but I know, um, right? Yeah, so she's she's pretty amazing. I feel like that stance alone makes her a diva. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. I think that that there has to be like something larger than life about you. I feel like if you're yeah. a diva and like having like you know los cojones to do something like this uh-huh. in like 1962, being like the first woman that's recording bachata from a woman's perspective. Amazing. Get it. Amazing. Um, it. And yeah, again, like the acting level of drama in her songs. Like there's even a part of the song where she's kind of crying fake tears or maybe they're real. I don't know. Aww. I know. I know. So this song has like remained, I think, pretty popular in terms of historic bachata. But she actually died in 1975 of a heart attack. So it was Aww. a pretty short career. She's Dominicana. Yeah. But she recorded almost 30 bachata songs in the, like, I don't know, decade plus that she was recording. So there's a lot of her catalog to explore. Wow, that's amazing. That's really cool. You know, what's such an interesting thing about many of these songs is how much amazing art has come from, like, the pain caused by trash-ass men. Mm. Real. So I mean, if you think, but you also, if you think about all the music I listen to that's by men, it's all about these women who are treating them like trash. <laughs> so maybe the reality is it's actually just about like how love tears people apart, you know, and like relationships. And I don't know. I I have like a little misandry. Uh, you current, do. You know, so misandry's on our theme yeah. brainstorm, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not really sure how we'll work that. I feel like this was the misandry episode. A I know. <laughs> Rata de los patas uh-huh, is definitely one uh-huh, for that. Uh-huh, for, for, for that. sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I think love just provides so much fodder for feelings and music and Yeah. Um I'm a romantic even if I don't know. Yeah. It's not like my love life has always worked out for me, but I think at the end of the day I believe in the hope. Yeah. <laughs> the hope of it. Oh, I'm odd. Yeah. So All right. yeah. Well, this thank was you our Divas so episode. Much for listening, y'all. Yeah. Hope you like these mujeres. Yes, we do. Um, as always, all the details for all these songs will be on radiomenea.com. You can find us on social media at Radiomenea on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you can, leave us a review. We would love to uh, read it. We would love to see it. It really helps us out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you have a moment and you haven't done it yet, leave us a review. Yeah. And if you haven't listened yet to any of our Meneitos, we have a new weekly format. So every other episode, um, we'll have these longer themed episodes. And then the Meneitos, which is just three songs that we are digging on in that particular week. So just a little teaser to keep your appetite wet for the next episode all right y'all well thank you so much for listening we love you hasta la próxima bye